What's up, Maniacs? This is Adam Brewer, and this is the Ma- Michigan Maniac Podcast. Uh, before we get into anything, please go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to start getting more into Twitter and things like that, even though I think it could be a cancer and could fuck it all up. But, hey, I have been gone for a while, and I'll be honest, I have missed every single one of you guys. There's been a lot of... Things going on with work and being sick and blah, blah, whatever. But I'm back. I'm ready to go. I'm super excited. And I'm somewhat annoyed. <laughs> just I think that's, that's just how it goes when you're a Michigan fan. I think you're always going to kind of be annoyed with how everything goes, with how Michigan plays basketball or football. It's just the way that shit happens. Um, so let's get into that. Since I've been gone, we have gone because uh, – by the time this airs, Michigan will have beaten uh, Nebraska, and pretty handily, actually. Um, we've gone 3-1 and one in the time I've been gone. We beat Maryland. We've beat uh, Minnesota. Decent, good teams, especially Maryland. A lot of people think Maryland, if they can cut down on the turnovers, could be the best basketball team in the Big Ten. When you guys got, like, Fernando and Jalen, whatever his face is, they're all very pretty good. Anyways, I think they're good. I don't think they're as good as Michigan or Michigan State. But the one loss which disappoints me to this day is that we lost to Michigan State. Now, I don't know if I'm more pissed off that we lost to Michigan State or how we played when we played Michigan State or that Jay Williams, this fucking idiot from uh Duke, who now is a basketball commentator, and most of the time he gives good insight, and he normally what he says, but he just said something that really irritated me, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Yeah, so we looked good against Maryland, great against Maryland, actually. Uh, we looked really good against Minnesota. They had to come back. Uh, we only won by nine against Minnesota, but that's we had pretty much it was a lock by the time Minnesota started sinking those threes. Um. And then this Michigan, we played against Nebraska. Now, we just whipped them. The final score is 82-53. I mean, we almost beat them by 30. <laughs> I mean, did we? I, I don't know. I This team frustrates me, to be quite honest. Uh, we played Michigan State. We lost 77-70. to We allowed Cassius Winston to score 27 fucking points. 27 points. That's discouraging. I mean, they don't have Langford, or they don't, and they don't have Ward. Michigan State's down two of their stars, and they still beat us by seven. Now, granted, Charles Matthew got hurt. His ankle's a lot worse than what we thought because he sat out of the Nebraska game tonight. Uh, but still, I mean, we lose by seven? Seven to Michigan State, and it doesn't, we did not look good. I mean, it, I guess it should have been worse than that, but still, when Beeline says that they're better than us in everything, there are some major problems with our team. And do we need to lose that bad, or not even that bad, we only lost by seven, but do we need to lose to finally open up the offense and play like we did against Nebraska? I mean, what is this is the thing that irritates me about Michigan. Is that what are we doing? Can't we just assume who we are? Can't we have guys just step up and fucking play ball? You know, say 
I'm the leader of this team. I'm going to be the one that takes us to the next level. I'm going to do this. I was hoping Teske was it, but maybe he's just the gentle, di the gentle giant. Because, I mean, obviously every game plan from here on out is let's attack Teske and see how fast we can get him into foul trouble. So this way we can at least have a chance to beat Michigan. And that seems to be the, the absolute game plan that Minnesota, Maryland, and Michigan State all took. And it just didn't work. It didn't work for any of them but one. And that's the one team that we can't afford to lose, especially at home, especially when Steve Fisher's in the house, and especially when we are honoring the 89 National Ch Championship team by wearing their fucking unis. And we're going to look like crap on that day? If we can't find a way to get up for that day, I mean, we shot in the 30s, I think. We can't get up for that? So what is it? Is it truly that Michigan State's better than us? Or are we just a bunch of flighty young kids who don't know how to, to get up for real big games? And who was the team that was beating North Carolina at the beginning of the season? Or Villanova at the beginning of the season? Was that just a fluke? What are we doing as a team? I don't fucking get it. I know I, I've said the F word a few times now. I don't care. D deserves F-bombs because the way we played is ridiculous. It's stupid. And if you give a mediocre uh, NBA player and a decent college player like Jay Williams to go on the Big Ten Network and say that Michigan State beat the brakes off of us and they only won by seven, that means that the perception of what we did was garbage. When you only lose by seven, but people think you've got the brakes beat off of you, especially a guy who had literally the definition of getting his the brakes beat off of him in the NBA, Jay Williams, I mean, what was he, a professional, uh, what, eighth man, tenth man, twelfth man? Do they even have more than 15 people on a team? Because if they did, he'd be the 16th man on that fucking NBA team. He wasn't great. He knows what having life beat the brakes off of you is all about. Jay Williams talking crap on the Big Ten Network. And we're just going to allow that to happen. So we need to lose to Michigan State to finally wake up to beat Nebraska by almost 30? Who the hell are we? I mean, I love the fact that Beeline says no matter what you do to us, we can figure out a way to win. That's great. But you know what, Iggy Brasdakis? You played 33 minutes against Michigan State and all you could do is 16 points. Step up, young man. Teske. 32 minutes, 10 points. Step up, young man. We want a fucking national title team, and you're only giving us 26 points between the both of you? Cassius Winston scored 27. That boy, he, he took the first step to being a man right there against Xavier Simpson, who basically shut him down last year. Simpson didn't, I mean, he did all right, 19 points. He showed up. Matthews got hurt. So we need other men to step up and take us to the promised land. And if they can't do that, yeah, I don't know if we're going to be able to do what we can do in the in the in either the Big Ten tournament or in the March Madness. I don't know what we're going to do. But it does irritate me to think that Jay Williams, a guy who is an afterthought in anything basketball, can say that there isn't a Final Four team in the Big Ten. Don't get me started on this fucking guy. I can't stand him. Everything he says is just so arrogantly dumb. I mean, if I'm going to listen to somebody who went to Duke, please let it be Jay Billis. That man's a true, smart, uh, just 
thinker. He comes up with interesting things. He always has a new way. And he always spins in the Coke can. He understands what basketball is. Jay Williams, who, what? Who are you? Who cares about you? Nobody. I'm sick and tired of Jay Will saying anything. Go away. Stay to the ACC. Praise Duke. Say all the dumb shit you always say about Duke. And suck up to Zion William a little bit more. We don't need you in the Big Ten telling us shit. So goodbye. See you later. We don't need you. All right? Um, now, getting off of basketball, uh, let's get into a little bit of Michigan football. Now, over the last couple weeks, I've heard... Some podcast uh, hosts talk about Shea Patterson. Before I get into this, I really want to lay the, the groundwork in saying that I am a Shea Patterson believer. For the most part, the only thing that I could ever say wrong or bad about Jay, uh, about Shea Patterson is that I do believe he disappears in big games. I do. I've seen it. Now, listen, this is only one season. This is a new system. And he's had to learn. And plus, Harbaugh pretty much was a horrible offensive caller. I know we pushed it all off on on Pep Hamilton, but still it's Harbaugh's show. So he jacked that all up. So maybe Shea Patterson comes in and he's a new Shea Patterson. Maybe he's the mixture of the kid that just uh, threw the ball like a maniac at Ole Miss, had a few 400-yard football games, and he's the mix of what Harbaugh's working with him now to become. If that's the case, and I'm a super big believer in Shea Patterson, and I hope he can do the thing, and I don't think there's any reason to get rid of him or to bench him for anybody coming up. But I think it's an ignorant, and uh, whenever I hear a host of any type of podcast say that we shouldn't bench somebody based off of their performance because they were good, uh, makes me believe that they're in bed with that person or they are just so suckled at the teat of the team that they just don't want to lose their spot. And I'm not going to call out names because I don't know this guy and I don't know what he really feels. But when you say that Shea Patterson should not lose his job at all, I think it's kind of bullshit. I think as Michigan fans, we need to uh, accept the fact that excellence is all we want. Right, We want to win. We want a guy who's going to show up in the biggest part of the games. We want when Notre Dame shows up or we go to Notre Dame or uh, Ohio State comes a knocking, we got a guy who shows up. right? And I know people are going to say Shea Patterson was great against Penn State, and he was. And he was great against Wisconsin. He was mediocre against Michigan State. Absolutely mediocre against Michigan State. He had one great pass uh, to DPJ, which got, you know, which got him a touchdown, which helped us move on. And that was great. Awesome. I'm glad he showed up for at least a few plays in the game. But I'd hate to keep bringing this up. But Dabo Sweeney kind of was in the same situation last season. Because as we all remember, uh, who's the kid's name? Let me look this up. Kelly Bryant was the starting quarterback for the Clemson Tigers. Uh, two years ago, they went to the, I believe, the national title game against uh, Alabama and got beat up. They lost pretty handily to Alabama. Not, you know, not necessarily his fault, but uh, Kelly Bryant's game against 
Alabama. Let me look this up. He had he was eighteen for thirty six for one twenty four and two interceptions. They lost twenty four to six. If that doesn't sound like every big game that Shea Patterson has played last season, I'm sure you can look up his stats against Notre Dame, look up his stats against Florida, and look up his stats against Ohio State, and you're not going to see him do better than that. Now, the season, 2017 season, Kelly Bryant played 14 games. He went 262 three for three. Uh, he completed 262 passes for three out of 398, 65%. At 2,802 yards passing, 13 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, with a quarterback rating of 131.7. Sounds pretty familiar, right? Because Shea Patterson, in 2018, went uh, 210 completions, 325 yard, uh, 325 uh, attempts, 64%, at 2,600 yards passing 22 touchdowns and seven interceptions now a much better year than um kelly bryant at a 149 quarterback rating but he didn't win any of the big games we really needed him to win when you look at so still i want you to know i'm a shea patterson fan i think if he steps up in this season and he wins big games we shouldn't mess with him but if Dylan McCaffrey comes out of nowhere and starts playing well, goodbye, Shay Patterson. Sit down and let this young man take us to the playoffs and take us to wherever he's got to go. Because if Dabo Sweeney didn't mess with the system and just listened to whatever uh, Clemson people had said, well, listen, Kelly Bryant's been doing a great job. He's got a quarterback rating 131. He has uh, 2,800 yards passing, and he took us to a national title game. Well, why should he be benched for some kid we don't know? And that's the same situation we're in right now. I'm saying I think it's great if Shea shows up and he continues to play. But if he wavers one bit, or if Dylan McCaffrey, or Dylan McCaffrey, Cade McNow, Cade McNamara, I mean, or uh, Joe Milton show that they have any type of promise, maybe we should think about it. I'm just saying we should be dedicated to excellence in winning. Right? If we always want to be a 10 and 3 team, we're there. And that's how we've always been. And you can go back through the history of Michigan football. And you can see, for the most part, from the time I have been a fan, especially from the 90s on, we were a 10 and 3 team. 9 and 4 occasionally. We'd have a couple stinker seasons in there, a couple nice seasons. But we've always averaged out to be a 10 and 3 team. We're right where we need to be. We've 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 hit the mountaintop. Now we've got one more mountain to climb, and that's to get to the next level, the Clemson Alabama level. That takes that takes guts. That takes improving recruiting. That takes different things. And so far, Harbaugh has done exactly what we need him to do. I know a lot of people bitch about him. Oh, what is he going to do? We pay him too much. Blah blah blah. But look what he's doing. I think he realized he sucks at playing at play calling. He got lucky that Pep took all the blame, so he got rid of. Oh, so Pep moved on. G- good luck to Pep wherever he goes. But when it comes to hiring, he got rid of the trader Greyjoy. He, uh, we brought in Nua, a young, smart, big kid who who has little ties to the 
the Polynesian Pipeline, which I work with a bunch of Islander guys from in the industry of airline, and it may not work with the actual student athlete, but what it does is open the door to the family. The families are more tied into the Polynesian Pipeline than the actual athletes are. But, as we all know, and maybe you don't, the Islanders are huge family, like family oriented people. And if the father and mother feel comfortable with the coach, then it makes it easier for the student to be more accessible and easier to make that jump to a different team, especially when you live in, say, Utah or LA or Hawaii or any of the other places where there are big numbers of Polynesians. The key is to the family. Now, the Polynesian pipeline is huge, especially with Nua, but he's young, he's excited, he gets out there, and I hope he's a great recruiter. Then, obviously, we saw Big Daddy Gaddis start to make huge dividends. Uh, the defensive guys we brought on, Capanelli or Capanera, whatever his last name is, I'm sure we'll get to know him much better as the years go on. But there's just a lot of inflection of youth. I mean, Ben... Uh, Ben Daniels, right? McDaniels, Ben McDaniels, a huge thing. I'm sorry, I'm a little tired. I just got off of work, so I'm trying to get this in because it's been so long since I've done one and I've missed you guys. I definitely want to do this. So uh, Ben McDaniels, huge. I mean, plus, you know, anytime you got that 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 tie with the Patriots is always good. Um, I just I think we're going in the right area. I just don't think we need to tie ourselves and say, well, we should never think about benching Shea Patterson ever. Well, no, let's not worry about that. Let's just worry about winning games. And if Dylan McCaffrey comes in in that spring game and looks good, maybe we should think about benching Shea Patterson. Put a fire underneath Shea Patterson's ass to know that you just can't show up against some big teams and completely disappear against the other ones. Like our two biggest rivals outside of Michigan State, he didn't show up for. And then Florida, he didn't show up for. Granted, our defense didn't do us any great uh, duty or service by just disappearing. Granted, we had five guys off the starting team that were just gone uh, due to NFL or injury or transfer. That didn't help us at all, but still, when you're throwing balls late, you're short-dicking it in the Ohio State game, we should think about benching you. You're not above reproach. You're not above not being benched. You're not above anything, Shea Patterson. Yes, you have been the best quarterback that has come into Michigan in a long time, and it is great to see that happen, but we are trying to get to the next level, and if you can't do that, and a Dylan McCaffrey is the next guy up, or if he's out showing, let's get those boys up. Whoever is the best quarterback in the deal needs to play because we've got three, three NFL quality wide receivers, three of them, all right? Our offense next year is, I would hope and pray that it's going to be 75% pass, 25% run, especially with a lot of the young kids we got coming up at running back. We need to show out and show big when it comes to the passing game next season, and we can't do that if our quarterback is short-dicking it every time he gets a little nervous. 
Oh, I've got the butterflies, everybody. I can't play big against Ohio State, or I can't play big against Notre Dame because I'm nervous and I'm going to short dick it into the ground, and I hope no one gets angry at me because I do about a mediocre job, which is better than anything any other Michigan quarterback's done in about 10 years. Just because you do mediocre shit, and that's better than whatever anybody else has done in the last 10 years, don't make you great, and don't make it doesn't mean that you can't lose your job. I hope he shows up and he's killing it. I really do. Because I love the kid's leadership abilities. I love the fact that he goes to uh, Don Brown and says, get that ball back because I'm going to do something with it. I like that. But what did he do against Ohio State? Was he there, give me the ball, let me do this? Or was he short-dicking it four yards short of our tight ends, our wide receivers? And the only reason why we even looked decent last in that last game against Ohio State was because of our wide receivers, because of Donovan Peoples-Jones, because of Nico Collins, because of those two kids, we looked all right against a team that was whipping our ass. Oh, and by the way, all you have to do apparently is just show up at Ohio State and you're already a Heisman candidate. Justin Fields has played, what, 10 snaps in college football and he's an odds-on favorite to win the fucking Heisman underneath Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, and then Tua? Are you kidding me? Last time I checked, Jalen Hurts has won a national title and has taken his team to at least two. Tua took his team to a national title, and Trevor Lawrence won a national title. Justin Fields has played 10 snaps, maybe. Okay, let's say, let's for shits and giggles, we'll say 30 snaps. 30 snaps in college football, and because you go to fucking Ohio State, you think you should be the odds-on favorite to be the, for the Heisman Trophy? Are you bullshitting me? What world are we living in where Justin Fields just shows up and he's already considered to be a Heisman candidate? Uh, last time I, I checked, hype don't win you games, people. They don't. See, this is what we're going against, right? We're going against the evil empire, the Ohio State Buckeyes, who don't fucking make mistakes when it comes to coaching. I think this is their major mistake in putting Ryan Day in there. I think he's going to fucking be mediocre. I don't think there's anything great about Ryan Day, and I don't think he's going to show anything great. To be honest, I think Ryan Day, and I know I've said this before, I think Ryan Day coached 75 to 85% of those games all season long last year. And then Urban Meyer just came in, was the figurehead, and then only took over for a few games. I don't believe that Ryan Day's the answer, especially when he was head coaching without Urban Meyer and they barely beat TCU. TCU stinks. Stinks, people. Absolutely gutter trash stinks. And they barely beat TCU on a, on a uh, what was it, a neutral field? So no, I don't think Ryan Day's the answer. I think this is the biggest opportunity Michigan football's ever had. And if we're only going to tie our hopes to a guy that might show up in a game, I think we're making a huge fucking mistake, to be quite honest with you. Chris Evans gone. Okay, sad. I hate to see him go. He's a good kid, good-hearted kid. But on the football field, he seems to shrink too. I want studs. I want dudes who show up and say, give me the fucking ball because I'm going to drag us to the goddamn promised land and I don't give a fuck who's in the way of it. And I don't think Chris Evans was that dude. 
I like him. I think he's a great dude, and I wish him the uh, as much luck as everything he ever does in his life. I think he's a great kid. Same thing with Shea Patterson, but if Shea Patterson can't grab his nuts, find his dick, and say, hey, guess what? I'm a grown man, and I'm going to take us to the promised land, then guess what? Put in Dylan McCaffrey, because I'm pretty sure he grew up in a family that understood what big dick mentality is, people. Uh, Eddie McCaffrey was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, even though he wasn't the fastest. But that boy took more hits in the biggest games and made the biggest catches. And you know what that does? That that fucking trickles down to your family. When your little boys are on the sideline watching daddy do business, they understand that that pressure and stress ain't shit when it comes to the football. And guess what? Older brother Christian's kicking ass in the NFL right now, kicked ass in college, and Dylan's about to do the same thing. I don't think we need to tie ourselves to anybody and say, well, this is who they are just because they happen to beat out John O'Corn and Wilton fucking Spate. Are you kidding me? We're going to say that Shea Patterson is the second coming of God and that the only reason why we have to support that is because he outperformed uh, Wilton Spate and John O'Corn. Are you kidding now listen, like I told you, I hope Shea Patterson kicks ass because I'm all about the, the success of Michigan football. I'm not all about the success of Shea Patterson. But if Shea Patterson gets us to the promised land, guess what? I'm a huge Shea Patterson fan because I'm a Michigan Wolverine fan. I don't tie my love to players because they leave. I tie to the greatness of our program. And once we start tying our love to players, we are fools, in my opinion. I, there are plenty of players I love to death. I was a huge Tom Brady fan, but guess what? He didn't get treated very well either. But he showed us what mental reserve, what mental capabilities he had, what kind of belief he had in himself, and where he can go after that, right? I don't tie ourselves to players. I tie ourselves to the success of our program. That's what I do. Now, I hope you all do too. But if you're a big Shea Patterson fan and you don't think he should get benched for a better player, then maybe you need to rethink if you're really a Michigan Wolverine fan. Dylan McCaffrey, if he outshows Shea, then Shea needs to sit. You don't see Clemson thinking, double thinking, well, gee, maybe should we have put Kelly Bryant, should we have really taken Kelly Bryant down? I don't know, man. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, no one's ever seen Trevor Lawrence throw a football since high school. I know he's a freshman. He hasn't really done anything. And Kelly took us to a national title game, even though we he looked like shit and we lost. And if you want to look into some of his other big games, he didn't show up either. Right? Florida State, he threw for 151 yards, ran for 60, no touchdowns, passing no interceptions, and only one rushing touchdown. Auburn threw for 181, no touchdowns, no interceptions, ran for 59 yards and two touchdowns, right? ACC championship game. Now, this is a little bit more impressive. Threw for 252, one touchdown, one rushing touchdown. It, does that scream national title, keep him in? Let's do whatever we can to make Kelly Bryant feel better about Kelly Bryant? No. Davos Sweeney had a tough choice, and he made it. This is why we're paying Jim Harbaugh 7 to $9 million a year. I can't remember which one it is. I'm pretty sure it's 9 at this point. $9 million a year to make those 
big boy decisions. And I have every faith that Jim Harbaugh can make those decisions. But I just don't like the fact that sometimes he ties himself to seniors because they're seniors. Uh, hey, Jimmy, if that's what you knew and you need to rethink some things, because at the end of the day, we're not paying you nine mi- or me. Michigan's not paying you nine million dollars to be uh, loyal to seniors. He's, they're paying you $9 million to make the big boy decision to get us a couple national titles, to help us beat Ohio State for the first time in a fucking eon, all right? So don't tie yourselves to players. Tie yourselves to the greatness of this program, and maybe we'll get to the upper echelon like we bitch and complain like we think we have already been. We haven't. We're on our way. But if we continue to do this baloney, we'll never get there. So... That's it. I'm little note. I'm totally going to be at the spring game coming in April. I can't wait. It's going to be freaking awesome. It's going to be one of the best things I've ever seen. I've never been to a spring game. I've never been to a Deuce, Ann Arbor. I can't wait to do it. I'm even thinking about trying to hit up a few comedy shows out there while I'm there because I am a stand-up comedian. I do a pretty good job, by the way. If you don't know, check me out. Uh, if you see me on YouTube, though, those those are way old performances but uh i just want to thank you guys uh we are just continuing to kill it uh with the downloads i am trying to get us into uh different things so we get more exposure i really do appreciate the help i appreciate everything that you guys do every day and um just thank you i really i love and miss the show when i don't do it um, I can't wait till next season because we're going to blow the doors off of everything. Like Jay Will says, we're going to beat the brakes off of this team. We're going to beat the brakes off of the next season, all right? He, we're going to do it. It's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait. But like I always say, guys, um, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. Absolutely the greatest thing in the world. I love it. I can't never choose to be anything else. And always and forever, guys, go blue.